Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Revis to Mad Men. We're going to analyse New Amsterdam in this episode. Before we get into it, I want to say two things. The first being the disclaimer, don't listen on unless you've uh, watched all of Mad Men. And the second thing I want to talk about is um, the previous thing that I posted on the Revisiting Mad Men feed. After my episode on, Ma- uh, on Marriage of Figaro, I've posted a clip from Reddit user Planned who sent me some of his thoughts on the show. And it's a 20 minute clip. Um, of him basically analysing the episode and talking about some really interesting points. So go listen to that if you haven't already. It's really, really good. With that being said, let's get into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Season 1, Episode 4 of Mad Men. This episode is called New Amsterdam and it was written by Lisa Albert and it was directed by Tim Hunter. The first scene of this episode shows uh, the boys in Pete Campbell's office and they're listening to this record, this comedian called Bob Newhart, who I've personally never heard of before. I don't know if that makes me a dum-dum or not. And it's interesting because this was just brought up to me by Reddit user Planned last week. He mentioned that Mad Men quite often shows us the men at work, but they're not really working. They're either like, like they're doing here, listening to this comedy record, or we see them drinking, hanging around sleeping with women. Very uh, rarely do we see these men actually doing some real work. And I thought that was a very, very good point. And then they're interrupted by Trudy's arrival and Pete wasn't expecting her. And um, I'm a little bit uncomfortable by the fact that she has to kind of uh, convince him to go out on on this lunch date because he's reluctant for for whatever reason. And she says, I know how hard you work, um, but this will only take a minute. And it's funny, she says that considering what the Ready User Plan said, right? about the boys not really working that hard at all. But the women think they do, and this is something Betty refers to later on as well when she's telling Helen Bishop, she mentions how hard Don works. And we, well, we know he's definitely not doing that a lot of the time. As we saw in the last episode, a lot of time when he says he's in the office, he's not even at work. So there's plenty of dramatic irony in this show, and there's that's one example of it. The women not having any idea what the guys are getting up to at work. In the next scene, we find out that it wasn't a lunch date at all that Trudy wanted with Peter. She's actually showing him a new apartment that she found. Pete is pretty much always a downer in these scenes with Trudy. He's uh, such a miserable bloke, and he's no different here. He's explaining all the various reasons why he thinks they why he thinks they shouldn't get the apartment um he says things about his salary and demeans her saying she's not any good at math so he sort of breaks down the figures and i'm not too sure why pete doesn't want the apartment um i'm not sure if it's a fear of commitment i don't know if he thinks he his job is on the line maybe he's not very confident in himself at this point that he could afford to pay for the apartment maybe he hasn't got the confidence in his career i think it is likely to be a financial issue since we see him Later on in the episode, approach his own parents about uh, possibly getting some help with the money, and he asks in such a repulsive way, very demanding. He and his da- dad's an arsehole to begin with, to be honest. But Pete, um, you know, when you're asking someone for <laughs> a lot of money, I don't, I wouldn't ask in this way where he just demands it. Um, he says, "So we're going to need help with the down payment," as if it's a given. And Pete's dad refuses him, and Pete is pissed off here uh, because they apparently 
help his brother financially but refused to help him and and he sees that as an injustice and the scene ends when Pete's dad who has constantly been demeaning uh, Pete's profession throughout the conversation it ends with him saying we gave you your name and what have you done with it which is just a difficult thing for Pete to hear coming from his father and on top of that he has to now go and explain to Trudy that his parents refused to give him the money for the apartment although we find out in the next scene that he he lies to her and just says that he didn't bring it up again this I think he doesn't bring it up because he probably feels emasculated somehow um, it's also quite an awkward thing to bring up so I don't you know you shouldn't lie to your wife but I can understand why he did it in this scenario now eventually in this episode they buy the apartment we see Pete and Trudy on a um, dinner date with Trudy's parents and her dad happily it seems offers to put forward some money and help Pete is again reluctant to take the money to begin with Trudy has to sort of persuade him but he comes around to it the next storyline in this episode is concerned with Betty and Helen Bishop we're shown the drapers at home Don is doing some work on the couch, uh, Betty is in the kitchen doing some uh, cooking the dinner and the kids are watching TV and then the phone rings, Betty picks it up and it's uh, Helen Bishop asking if Betty can go over to the house and take a look after the kids for a few hours because she's got some work to do. Betty agrees that she'll help out and we can fast forward now to Glenn and Betty watching TV and she gets up to go to the ladies room and Glenn walks in on her. Glenn is super creepy here, he doesn't leave he just stands there and stares at her and she has to get out get up sorry and you know physically almost push him out of the door and then she comes to the living room and gives him quite a good telling off here and glenn is just creepy he hugs her and then tells her she's pretty and that she looks like a princess and then asks for uh, some of her hair and this is where betty is um kind of guilty of being a bit of a creep herself she does give him well she refuses at first and then she does just give him a lock of her hair and he walks out holding it in his hands like it's a piece of gold which is quite a hilarious uh choice there and we'll talk about that when in a future episode helen bishop confronts betty about that but as for this episode we don't see anything else of that helen comes home betty doesn't mention a thing about the bathroom incident she obviously doesn't mention the hair thing um, and that's that really uh, Helen Bishop thanks her she gives her some Kennedy literature that she promised her and they say goodnight the other storyline that runs through this episode is uh, regarding Walter from Bethlehem Steel and the ad that Sterling Cooper are working on for his company and I'm going to skip to their second meeting with Walter since the first meeting is fairly uneventful about, uh, apart from the fact that there's some tension between Pete and Don because Don feels undermined by Pete in that meeting um, so he has a word with him after the, the first meeting with Walter and the second one goes even worse for Don for Don's ego because as he's pitching their second idea to Bethlehem Walter brings up that he's more interested in the other idea that Sterling Cooper have and this is the idea that Don has nothing to he doesn't he has nothing to do with this idea he doesn't even know anything about it because it's the idea that Pete came up with and Pete told him told Walter in private basically but Don knows that that's the idea that Walter likes so they have to go with it no matter how much it hurts Don's ego and this proves to Don this proves to us the audience and to Pete himself that he does have ideas and of course Pete has always been confident about that but um, it shows it to everyone else however in the process he almost loses his job with Don basically firing him right there and then saying that he should pack his stuff in the in a, in a box and uh, see his way out Pete goes to his office Don goes to Roger to tell him that he's firing Pete and then Roger and Don go to Cooper's office about the issue and Cooper simply explains why Campbell's family is so significant in New York and why he can't be fired now 
Cooper's the boss, so Don obliges. And as Cooper says, there you go. Uh, what the boss says is final at the end of the day. So Don and Roger leave. Then we're shown Don and Roger storm into Pete's office, almost ambush style here. Pete stands up straight away and Roger explains how Pete was fired, basically. Um, and he tells a fib here. He says, I wanted you out. Cooper wanted you out. But Don saved your ass, basically. Roger says, you're here because of Don Draper's largesse. As if Don saved him, which was a very clever move um, from Sterling there. He really cleverly turns it around for Don and basically puts Don back in the power position, which is what Don kind of wanted in the first place it was all about ego uh, because if it was about what's best for the company don would have no issue with this you know the walter's happy from bethlehem steel so who gives a toss whose idea is um although i do understand that there's actually you know pete shouldn't have gone about it the way he did but we know that this is this is don's doing you know he's hurt his ego is hurt and the episode ends in pete's new apartment um his family are there well no sorry trudy's family are there um, one of the neighbours from the new apartment is there as well as the estate agent and they're having this quite jolly conversation uh, with the neighbour and Pete sort of distances himself from the group goes towards the window and then there's this beautiful final shot one of my favourite endings of Mad Men because um, we see the beautiful New York skyline whilst Ella Fitzgerald's Manhattan starts playing a beautiful song and um, it just zooms into the skyline and we're shown Pete's back and I just love it it just looks very artistic and it's a pretty skyline that's all I have to say for this episode as always thank you very much for listening I hope you tune in next week for season 1 episode 5 which is titled 5G I'm very excited to analyse it it should be a good one <laughs>